Welcome to Hearsay Social on the Air, episode 87. Coming to you from the Limmer Loma Social Business Conference for Financial Services in Boston. Welcome to Hearsay Social on the Air. My name is Victor Gaxiola. All right. So after 86 episodes on the air, today we've reached a new milestone uh, by recording in front of a live audience as we kick off the, uh, the conference here in Boston. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm a little nervous about doing that. Uh, but uh, I really wanted to first start off by thanking Carolyn here from Limra just because she uh, came up with the idea of actually recording a, uh, a live podcast in front of the audience. And, um, and so I really wasn't ex- exactly sure what we were going to expect, but I'm so happy that so many of you here in the audience, and we're looking at a, quite a bit of people here, uh, have chosen to join us today. So if this is your first time actually listening to the show, I'd share a little bit of background about what it's about. Uh, The show actually started in September of 2014, and uh, since then, we've had the uh, privilege of bringing a number of thought leaders from the industry, many of our customers, employees, really to talk about digital transformation and the trends that are affecting our business. And uh, today, we release about two shows a month, and we're always on the lookout for new guests. So if you're interested in being on the show, and I'm looking out at the audience, please let us know. But uh, speaking of guests, today we're really excited to invite uh, two very special industry thought leaders who are attending the Limmer Loma Social Business Conference, and I've invited them to come to the show. Both have ties to the conference. So my first guest, who's joining me right now on stage, is Hannah Sorensen. And Hannah is the financial associate with Thriving Financial in Fargo, North Dakota. And uh, the bridge here, and the reason why I was really looking forward to having you here, is because you are the 2015 winner of the Silver Bowl Award for the best use of social media by an agent advisor. So welcome, Hannah. Thank you. So I wanted to start off by asking, is this your first time at the conference? It is. Yeah, so what, what are your thoughts so far? I know it just got kicked off, but what do you think? It's been fun seeing how many people are here, and I look forward to the rest of the week. Yeah, so what do you think you're looking most forward to in looking at the agenda and the things that are coming up? Knowing that I'm not the only person that (laughs) likes using social media in the industry and really hearing how different people are using it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's one thing that I always love about coming to the conference is just sharing best practices, talking to people, and finding about how they're using it and, you know, the, the role that it's playing in their business. So as an advisor specifically, tell us a little bit more about your practice and then how do you use social media? So I have an independent practice, um, an office in Fargo, and social is huge in my practice as that's how I communicate with people. I didn't come from the financial services world, so uh, using social was very an everyday practice for me and something that I wanted to continue when I joined financial services. So for me, it's a way to connect with people, really allowing them to know who I am about me, what I'm passionate about, and often that leads to business relationships. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so which platforms are you using uh, primarily in your social business? So I use Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Plus, and Facebook. Google Plus and Facebook. Yes. All right. And uh, have you evaluated what the impact it's done for your business? Have you seen growth as a result of social media? Absolutely. Each um, platform works differently. Google Plus is it. very helpful in helping with um, your rankings on Google search. Mm -hmm. So people don't necessarily go out to Google Plus. I know that. But it's great for when people are searching you on the internet. Mm -hmm. And that's really helpful because that's usually where people go to look first for you. And that's been great. Sometimes I get some really random phone calls. Mm -hmm. But it's been very useful for me. Mm -hmm. And as it relates to you know using social media as a relationship building tool, I'm not, I know you probably use it with your existing clients, but also in the prospecting. Have you actually had any specific business or assets that you brought in that you can attribute to having had a social presence or some of the things that you're doing online? Yeah, I've actually had a few business owners. They saw that I was um, volunteering with the United Way, and that was really important to them. So they contacted me because of that, and I started working with them. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a great example of just seeing that community engagement in something that they are find an important um, organization that they like that. Mm -hmm. I also noticed that, uh, especially on Twitter, that you do a couple of things that I think are really good. It's a great best practice. Uh, one of the things is that you share a lot of inspirational quotes, right? I do. And then the other thing, too, I think you're also involved local with the media as well, right? So you're able to reamplify the fact that you've been on a show. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Correct. So I like having, I do have a pattern to how I post some of my content. Um, so every morning I have a morning motivation that goes out and I have a schedule for planning those. And mm -hmm. it, it's fun to have something positive that doesn't have to be financial based that goes out. Mm -hmm. And then I do have relationships with several of the media in our town and am on our local show doing as their financial expert. So it's fun to sometimes talk about that mm -hmm. appearance. Yeah, that's through. great. Well, I mean, and it's you really use to amplify the content and things that you're creating. Uh, I know you've got a lot of support from Thriving as well based on the content that they're sharing. And from what I can tell is you strike a really good balance of sharing that information across your different social platforms. Yes. So tomorrow you're actually going to be part of a panel here at the Conference of Social Advisors at 9.45 in the morning. Can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect from your session? Really talking about best practices, what I learned from when I started using social in 2012 to now. Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely a learning curve and things I changed and made it work better for me. Mm -hmm. So talking a lot about that. Mm -hmm. And so what have you learned the last couple of years? You need to have some kind of a plan going forward. You can't have just a haphazard strategy um, that I do spend one day a week really putting out the main frame of the content that's going out to most of the platforms, mm -hmm. Twitter being different, that it's more interactive and event-based. Mm -hmm. um, but really having a strategy for what you're doing and the why behind it. Do you use the scheduling feature as far as your distribution, or are you pretty much more hands-on? I really use the scheduling feature. So I use hearsay is really important for my practice that I do need to have things scheduled going out that I plan a week in advance. And now when I'm gone, actually, I planned a few weeks out so that I still have content going out right now that I've had go through compliance mm -hmm. and scheduled to go. Right. Well, I know that the industry obviously has a lot of regulations and changes. And of course, we've been able to address that as it relates to social media and communications with the public. But uh, if someone is actually thinking about coming into this business and they were to come to you, what would you share with them about things that they need to do or skill set that they need to have to be successful? 
I think not to be scared is really important. They, they just need to go for it and ask questions and know kind of what their boundaries are. But being able to be very genuine and authentic, mm-hmm. that's what people are really looking for now. They really want to work with somebody that they trust and they understand and that becomes part of your family. Well, I want to congratulate you for being the 2015 winner of the Silver Bowl Awards. We're looking forward to seeing who is going to win this year at the upcoming awards. But if people want to learn more about you or your practice, what would be the best way for them to find you? Um, Twitter's great, Hannah Thrivent, or LinkedIn or Facebook as well. Okay, so we'll be able to uh, share that Twitter handle on the uh, blog post that actually accompanies all our podcasts and be able to. So you'll probably see a pickup of followers as a result. But on behalf of Hearsay Social on the Air, I just want to thank Hannah for sharing and for being part of the show today. Thank you. Thank you. My next guest should be no stranger to many of you in this room or to those that might be listening. Uh, Terry Goldsworthy is the president of the Customer Respect Group and a publisher of one of the industry's best resources, Socialize. Uh, The newsletter was launched in 2011 in response to the demand Mm -hmm. for objective data and and analysis. And uh, Terry was also a guest on Hearsay Social in the Air on the past in episode 61. So welcome, Terry. Thank you. When I asked Terry to join us again to share his thoughts uh, on the program, what we're really looking for is kind of getting an understanding of the changing landscape of digital technology and social media in the insurance space. And so unlike Hannah, this is not your first time at this conference. So I'd I'd like to start by asking you some of the same questions I asked her, and that is what are you looking forward to at the conference? Well, I think the, the, the conference is, is a fascinating uh, spotlight on what's, what's going on, what people are thinking, what people are saying. Um, and um, I, I think social media had a high point two or three years ago, and it's kind of struggled a little bit in certain organizations where they feel the, the shine is being lost. But at the same time, I think we need to look at what, where it's going and what's happening and what the trends are and not to be sucked into the, the bad news. Mm-hmm. And I think we have all the people here that have great stories to tell. Yeah, and for those that might be unfamiliar with the Customer Respect Group, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, we, we've been going 15, 16 years, and our, our, the, the, the name Customer Respect comes from this perspective of how are, are customers treated by corporations and organizations. And we started with websites and email and this is digital respect so and you know many websites at that time did not do a great job in in service and the customer Uh, and and we covered websites across many industries and particularly the insurance industry and seven years ago and this is an interesting segue the first customer out of all the customers we dealt with to ask about and it wasn't even called social media at that time, the first organization that asked about the effect of it was Thriving Financial. This was before customers, we had Dell, we had Verizon Wireless, we had all these companies. Thriving Financial was the first customer organization wanted to say, what do we do with this thing? And do we do, we do anything with this thing? Because we keep reading about it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I always take from this conference, as far as what I look forward to and, and coming consistently to it year in and year out, is the changes, the trends, and right. how I'd say that years ago, 
uh, a lot of the conversation was still very much focused on compliance. A lot of it was focused more on the value of social and the asking of the why. And in the last couple of years, it's kind of shifted more to the how. And you look at the Silver Bowl Awards, and you can see how people are really using the medium and having success and building relationships and increasing you know, their awareness of their brand. Uh, so what are some of the, your thoughts on how the industry has changed and evolved in its use of digital technology and social media? Well, I think the thing is, if we go back to the original conference, it was purely about social media, and I said it was about compliance. Mm -hmm. And we had social media groups that were buried somewhere in the basement of the organization and occasionally fed a sandwich. Mm -hmm. uh, and there wasn't a lot of activity, and not many people in the organization really cared what the social media did, group did, as long as they stayed compliant. Now what we saw, uh, you know, we've seen with the, the changes, particularly with Facebook, that it's become much more of a digital marketing platform. And many people say, well, it's not really social, it's just a great platform to, to reach customers with um, advertising. And, and, and be sure that's true. That's, you know, Facebook and Twitter are great places to reach customers. But, but I think it's gone in a different direction. And, and I like to use the term, and it's my own term, and I apologize, of social potential. I don't think there's any initiative, campaign, um, exercise in the organization that could not benefit from a social media amplification component. And so we talked about, uh, you know, there was a struggle three, four years ago. What's the ROI of social media? Mm -hmm. right? we, we'll struggle with that one. And that's looking at social media in the wrong way because social media in isolation is not a technology that you can just do complete campaigns. It really works when it's integrated into a, a broader campaign, doing um, bigger things. So Hannah's just been on talking about her exercise. She does not want to be a social media expert. That's not her goal. She wants to be the best mm -hmm. advisor in Fargo, North Dakota. Mm -hmm. Social media is a tool, one of the tools that she can use. So the question is, we and we see so many applications now. So we have uh, Danny's over there from uh, Country Financial, who described himself as both a rock star and a guru. <laughs> I've come across one or the other, but not both. And he's, <laughs> and he's a recruitment guy, and he cares about recruitment. And social media is really important to, to, in that exercise. But so's obviously sales, so's marketing, so's PR, sponsorship opportunities. You know, how do you use social to amplify where you already sponsor in organizations? There's all sorts of things. So I think the trend is. We have to broaden social media, mm -hmm. and it's got to be part of everything the organization does. All right, good point. And, uh, you know, we do have a lot of industry leaders in this room right now, and I know that both you and I both participated as judges in the Silver Bowl mm -hmm. Awards this last time. And I got to tell you, and I've shared this, this isn't the first time I'm sharing it, I was so impressed by the creativity, the creativity both that's in this room, in the campaigns, that it made it very, very difficult to, you know, significantly differentiate amongst them mm -hmm. to be able to make a selection as to who we thought won that specific category that we're looking at. But in your opinion, you know, in writing social eyes and evaluating the industry, who out there is really killing it on social? Well, I, I think there's a broader level of, of areas that people use it for, you know, and not to pander to my, the previous guest, but Thriving Financial has always been very good in in social, and, and partly because they started seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And Thrive Financial understood at that stage that they had a fraternal organization, they had a strong community that wanted to connect with each other, and social is fabulous for that. So they've moved on uh, and, and, and got better each year. But 
in that same exercise, Northwestern Mutual are great, Penn Mutual are great. Um, and these are conservative financial services organizations doing a great job because they are in relationship businesses. But if we expand out of that, I'm a great fan of Amica Mutual, which you may not be familiar with if you're not from this area. They have a tremendous customer satisfaction ratio. If you look at JD Power, it's USAA, American uh, Amica, one and number two. So their corporate identity is to improve the customer experience. And social is part of that. So they communicate over and over and over to their customers, providing advice, information. Um, they don't care about the number of followers. They don't care about the number of clicks. Don't, don't care about the number of shares. They're trying to build the best customer experience they can do and using social as one of those vehicles. So that's a different type of, of, of exercise. And, and we can go through all sorts of other exercises. So for example, another one, and I could go on forever and I apologize, but AARP um, do a tremendous business with bikers insurance. Mm. I mean, who knew? <laughs> so they're after the over 60 bikey gangs. <laughs> and social is a massive part of that because these people have a little bit more time on their hands on other people and they go to Daytona Bike Week and they go to the Sturgis Bike Week and they communicate with each other and they show each other the tattoos that they've got and things like that. But it's a wonderful occasion. They've got tens of thousands of people that communicate excessively with each other. But these people who bike also have RVs, they have holiday homes, they might have a snowmobile. They're really good customers. And social is that way of con connecting the community. And, and so social really works there. But it wouldn't work without the, the newsletter. It wouldn't work without the products. They, and, they, and, and they wouldn't work without the part of foremost insurance. Mm -hmm. So you've got to tie social into the program. Right, so it's all integrated and built into the entire marketing message. Abs absolutely. Great. Now, tomorrow, like Hannah, you'll also be uh, doing your own session entitled Social Media ROI and Measuring Social Potential. Mm -hmm. uh, can you share a little sneak peek of what to expect? Well, in some ways, this has been in terms of, you know, I, I want to move on from where's the social ROI into how do we measure social effectiveness? And that comes back to we were measuring followers. We've been measuring engagement, measuring impressions. Well, to the business community, no one cares about those things, largely. We've got to come back to how does this help the business? What's the business goals? How, and what are the metrics that make sense in, in terms of, so you know, if you're doing a recruitment process, it's a totally different metric than if you're thinking about sponsorship uh, systems. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, one of the, for example, and I'll use it, 25% of all the mentions on social media of Wells Fargo, they're a big organization, a mm -hmm. big organization, wow. but 25% of all their social mentions came because they sponsored UNC basketball. All the things they did, all the adverts they ran, all the people they helped, it all became one program that had a really strong social aspect of it. So the metric is different for them. So we've got to think about how to measure, to how to portray this back to the organization in a way and words they understand. Wow, so a wealth of information, a wealth of uh, observation. So, Terry, if people want to learn a little bit more about the Customer Respect Group or you, where should they go? Well, I'm um, an active tweeter, so Terry CRG. Um, not as active as um, Caroline Clement down there, who I, I read that um, live tweeting is my superpower, so I don't admit to that. 
But um, you can connect with me, customerspec.com, LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm around, but tweet me and uh, I'll, I'll connect with you as quickly as I can. I also invite you to listen to episode 61 for an expanded conversation that we had with Terry uh, along the lines of the conversation that we had today. And with that, I'd really like to thank both of my uh, two guests, Hannah and Terry, for joining me on this very special podcast recording in front of this live audience. And I'd also like to thank the audience here for being a part of the show. So once again, my name is Victor Gaxiola, and I'd like to thank you all for joining us on Hearsay Social on the Air, live from the Limmer-Loma Social Business Conference for financial services. Okay, so now I'm back in San Francisco after uh, a great couple of days in Boston for the uh, Limmer Loma Social Business Conference for financial services. Uh, again, I wanted to thank uh, Carolyn and Nora and the entire crew at Limra just for giving me the opportunity to record that live uh, recording with both Hannah and Terry. And I hope you enjoyed the interview. I certainly got a lot out of it. Um, it was great talking to Hannah, finding out how she's using social media for her business and how she's managed to get new business as a result of it. So that's always fun to hear stories like that. And of course, uh, Terry's industry knowledge and his observations were very telling. And throughout the the next couple of days while we were at the conference on Thursday and then on Friday, you know, a lot of these conversations continued, especially based on, you know, the thought leadership and the various speakers that uh, they had, all the concurrent workshops, as well as the keynotes. I particularly really enjoyed Scott Stratton's keynote on uh, Thursday entitled, Everything Has Changed, But Nothing Is Different. And you can find him at, at Unmarketing. Uh, you can follow his uh Twitter account. Plus, he also has his own podcast, uh, which he calls the Unpodcast. And so I look forward to listening to that. Uh, there was a lot of activity in social media. And so once again, you heard us say it throughout the uh, the conference. Use hashtag LLSBC to see the, the best tweets or actually all the tweets from the conference. We also gave out uh, eight Silver Bowl Awards on Thursday afternoon. And you can find you know the winners as well as photos from the event using hashtag Silver Bowl Awards. And then, of course, as always, there's uh, the internal fund that we have with a meme uh, contest. And, uh, and you can find that under hashtag one meme to rule. So that's the number one and the number two. So one meme to rule to see uh, some of the entries that we had this year. So all in all, I think the uh, conference was great. If there was one overlying theme, when you look at the speakers who were there on Thursday, as well as the closing speakers from Mindset Digital, Clara and Eric Qualman, as well as Deepin Jandi from uh, Facebook, was the rise of the consumer. And a lot of the discussion talking about how because digital technology is being embraced by the consumer, by the investor, by the people who buy insurance products, that we as organizations in the financial services world need to be very mindful of what that customer journey looks like and how we need to be part of it at every stage. You know, whether they're just searching on Google, looking for advice, looking for information all the way through the entire journey. And then, of course, after in the research and validation, as well as in the post-purchase world, in maintaining a relationship with their advisor, with their agent, the importance of having a digital presence. Uh, so once again, it was a real treat for me to do the recording live in Boston. Hopefully, we'll be able to do more of this in the uh, in the months and years to come. And uh, I, my invitation still goes out there. If you're interested in being in the show, and a, a few people from the conference did talk to me, so I'm looking forward to having them on the show, please let me know. You can send me an email at onair 
at hearsaycorp.com, or you can always find me on Twitter uh, using hashtag HSOnAir. So I just wanted to thank my guests once again for being on the show, both Hannah and Terry, as well as all the people who came out on Wednesday afternoon to watch the live recording. Hopefully they learned not only how we do the recording, but I did do about a 20 to 30 minute presentation about the importance of podcasting. So if you're interested in learning more about that, we can always dedicate a show sometime in the future. This is where we hope to continue having some of these conversations by bringing these thought leaders and the presenters and the people who are talking about these things and the impact that's having on our industry going forward. So once again, my name is Victor Gaxiola, uh, here with Hearsay Social in San Francisco. I want to thank you again for listening, and we'll see you again soon. social production recorded in our state-of-the-art recording studios in san francisco california the great golden state seated at the watery edge of the majestic pacific ocean we'd like to take this brief moment in the vast expanse of time to thank you our listeners for lending us your ears for we understand that your time is precious like the most delicately crafted pearl cradled at the bottom of the sea. Truly, we hope to our most inner heart and soul that you'll consider joining us for next week's episode. But until then, Godspeed, and follow us on Twitter 